0: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey everybody, welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Straughn, president of Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru Gwinnett Atlanta studio located in beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan on featuring businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve the Gwinnett County area. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security. And we will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today... And I'm really glad to have them here. Is Greg Cantrell? He's co-chair of the Goguenet Advocacy Committee, and Paige Havens, who is over communications. And we're wanting to talk a little bit today about this transportation referendum that just seems to be on everybody's plates today, and everybody's talking about. And get some of the um, maybe we get some facts out that answer some of the miscommunication or discommunication that, you know, a disinformation that's been put out and get to the kind of the heart of it and maybe answer some really good questions. So I'd kind of like to start out first with, uh, let's just say, Greg, Paige, welcome. And who is Greg Cantrell? how did you get to here and why are you doing it? <laughs> um,
1: well, Rick, I am a lifelong Guanitian, born and raised in Lawrenceville. Um, I'm a real estate broker been doing that for 26 years and um, I went to uh, leadership Gwinnett a few years ago and it talked about being leaders and um, This is something that I just felt like uh, we needed help with leading on and I was asked to be a leader with this um, Campaign and I agreed and taking it on and here we are
0: Well, that's Leadership Gwinnett will get you in a lot of places you never knew you were going to be, I can yes, tell you. How about you, Paige?
2: Well, good morning. Thanks so much for having us here today, Rick. My pleasure. Um, I, um, I am a marketing and community relations consultant, and I do a lot of advocacy work on a lot of different levels in our community and helped create lots of positive change uh, throughout the years here in Gwinnett. have worked for the chamber in the past and have worked for the university system, have um, – being a business owner myself i see this issue of uh, of transportation and transit uh expansion uh, across so many different platforms of our community and it's it's something i believe very much in and so many years ago we had some leaders who stood up and uh, proposed some crazy ideas like let's build a sewer system and get rid of all our wells and uh, let's uh, put a water infrastructure system and, and Little did they know then how much we would grow. And we're proposed to grow another 500, 600,000 people in the next 20 years. What's the next big infrastructure piece we need to put into play? And that's transit.
0: I have a tendency to agree. And just to, to be clear so that we have transparency, I am a proponent of this. But like a lot of people, I've had my questions. And one of the things that I've talked about on this show earlier with other people uh is like taylor anderson is you know people before they make up their minds and they make a decision on this there's you know you can listen to the negative you can listen to positive but you really need to look at the bill and really read it and understand what it's all about to make an informed decision before you don't just take well what do you think well i don't like it well i'm gonna vote that way you know or i like it i'm gonna vote that way either way but you really need to do that. Can you explain what Go Gwinnett is all about?
1: Well, once again, it's the advocacy committee. And as we sat down at the very beginning uh, with this being transit, it is, you know, let's go, let's move Gwinnett forward. And this transit is, you know, a way to do that within infrastructure. And it was just kind of a play on the fact that transportation gets you going to places.
2: We are an officially registered ballot committee uh, so we have done everything very legally and, and transparent. Uh, those who fund us are, are pub- matter of public record and um, we, uh, somehow you have to put some structure into advocating for uh, a, an effort like this. The county can educate us all day long but they can't advocate. So it's important that some leaders st- in the community step up and uh, educate people about the positive aspects of this and uh, that's, that's really our sole purpose.
1: And, it, and here's the thing: is Paige talks about educating. There, it's not as in if people don't know things, but it's kind of educate, inform, to truly look at the facts about things. And it's not, you know, downgrading to someone to say to educate, but to inform them of the facts.
0: Absolutely, and you know, making that informed decision is kind of what we're here to try to help people do. Now, of course, there have been a lot of discussion and social media and everything else about the ballot itself. Uh, that ballot that's not what it says and you know of course i've had a tendency to read some of those and say well you know it's obvious to me this person saying that's not what the ballot says but they've never read the ballot it's really it comes out real quick can you kind of as briefly as you can you know what does it say what does it mean what are we voting on just in a little encapsulated form
1: Well, the actual question on the ballot is going to read, Gwinnett County has executed a contract for the provision of transit services dated as of August the 2nd, 2018. Shall this contract be approved? And it's a yes or no vote. And that language is in there because of the House Bill, I believe it was 930. Mm -hmm. House Bill 930 is what created the language. So it's not the commissioners, not anything like that as far as the language of the question. And rick i've heard people say we well, you know it doesn't say anything about marta it doesn't say anything about the one percent sales tax um we're not hiding that no one's hiding that it is a contract with marta and no one's hiding the fact that it is a one percent sales tax and i've had people that say that or i've heard let me, let me put it this way i've heard and seen on social media it says well that right there is is the reason i shouldn't vote for it so my first question is if we put one percent in there Or if 1% was mentioned in there or MARTA was mentioned in there, does that then mean that they would vote yes because it seems to be that that's the reason they're voting against it? Just because it's not there. Yeah, just because it's not
2: there. So let's be really clear. What we are voting on is for Gwinnett County to impose a 1% sales tax and it will allow the county commission to utilize that money to contract with MARTA to outsource our transit services based upon our county's transit plan so it is similar to an analogy that someone used the other day says well so it's kind of like when you contract to have your house built you you put your plans together you design it it but then you still have to pay somebody to build it and and to bring it to life and that's basically what we're doing and then marta will then be our operator gwinnett county already outsources the operations of our transit system now we're just changing who we're contracting with and utilizing a bit bigger better provider so that we can have the opportunity to connect into the regional system
0: well and you know, it's just like garbage we contract with outside sources for our right. garbage collection i mean it that's the way business is done you contract with outside sources that right. are supposedly that that bid on it that you know depending upon the source but one of the things that and you know right up front is I've been associated or familiar with MARTA since way back in the day when they first started digging in the holes and everything with Atlanta when I was a young officer back there and I've watched a lot of MARTA stuff and I'm not a big proponent of MARTA and you know so that kind of puts me to where I, I question a lot of things But I know that from looking at this, that it's not an autonomous thing where MARTA says what will happen. MARTA gets this. MARTA is in control. And that, of course, and I will say the management from MARTA has improved a lot over the last few years. The the, the structure,
1: the. Rick, here's an interesting thing that I've learned as as we're working through this is it's either six or seven. I need to get exactly six or seven, six or seven of the last few years the last six or seven years marta has um balanced their budget they have a quarter of a billion um in reserves or half quarter of a billion dollars in reserves and the it's my understanding also that they also in those six and seven years have been profitable
0: exactly there's been a big there's been a lot of change the uh a lot of the i used to look at it as corruption i don't at this point but you know i'm swung to the side that I look at this and see, well, I'll let you explain it. The, the, the authority that Gwinnett has over what they get in MARTA and what MARTA does is a lot different than what those original ideas and contracts were. Charlotte has done a good job, and the other people surrounding her, in getting this to benefit Gwinnett County, not benefit South Atlanta. So can yes. y'all explain that a little bit?
2: Absolutely. Um, this contract is so different than anything before, and it was because of some of the change in the MARTA Act in through House Bill 930 that allowed for that. Um, but Gwinnett County, 100% of the money that is collected from our sales tax and is vested invested back into transit goes specifically to Gwinnett County projects so the money comes from the state it doesn't go directly transferred into MARTA's bank account it comes directly back to Gwinnett County's bank account and not one penny of that can be issued without approval of Gwinnett County we approve the projects we're given the opportunity to value engineer the projects we're getting given an opportunity to audit the books at any time we have the opportunity to set the service standards. So if we want our bus stops to look 10 times better than any other one in the city, we can pay to play. We can, we can do that. We can, so this contract is solely for the benefit of Gwinnett County. And, um, so interestingly enough, we are, will actually take, um, a lot of people have been asking, um, so the money that we're currently paying for our transit system now, um, where does that go what does that do well currently we're paying that out of property tax and um, so that money will actually be able to be returned into the general fund to utilize for other purposes because this new transit contract would allow for the the new sales tax would allow for that full funding of the transit plan to come from that source of funding then
0: and that's a big issue because a lot of people i've never that's the first time i've heard anything at all about What's currently being spent would go back into basically the coffers. Yeah. And the new the new funding is what will be trans, you know working with all of it. And that's the first time I've heard anybody say that, which is a, an excellent point.
2: Well, and one thing we have to remember is sales tax. We have such a tremendous track record in this county utilizing SPLOST dollars, both for our education and for our transportation. So we're basically creating another SPLOST account that allows us to spend it solely for transit. Transportation. And so, also, one-third of that money that we collect through sales tax comes from people outside our county. So, Gwinnett County residents get 100% of the benefit at 70% of the cost.
0: And that's a big deal.
2: It's much more efficient and effective than property taxes.
0: Well, I hear a lot of talk about a a 30-year plan. And, you know, can you tell us what's included? Uh, You know, it's about so much more than just a rail line.
1: Yeah, you, uh, I've seen a lot of things on social media where it says we're going to be doing this tax and this money that's going to be collected is strictly from uh, for rail going from Dorval to Jimmy Carter, which that is one key of this plan. And the um, Connect Gwinnett Transit Plan was put together not only by the county but input from the public. Uh, the Gwinnett County DOT went out into the public and got input, um, numerous ways to go in and talking to people in the parks and so forth. Uh, to surveys and things of that nature but the heavy rail is one aspect but the thing that at least me personally that i'm encouraged about and and excited about is the bus rapid transit is where you have these buses that are in dedicated lanes that have exact stops at where they're going and that they're on a time schedule and when they come to to a traffic uh, light at an intersection if they're not on time they have the, the capability of changing that light to where they can go through that light and if anybody has ever ridden on the, uh, the the shuttle at the airport that takes you to the different um, uh, gates, that is a train. I mean, a, a, in essence, like a bus, because that is on wheels as well. And this is, in essence, kind of like a train on wheels. And it gives us that opportunity. We also have the direct connect that's going to be coming. We have extension of the, um, the express buses. And one of the other two things that people are not, I was just talking to my mother this morning about this is you've got what they're calling the uh, microtransit. I don't know if that's the exact term of it, but Mm -hmm. in essence where um, someone can reach out to the microtransit. They can be picked up at their home, similar to Uber. can be picked up at their home and then dropped off at uh, Walmart, at the drugstore, at the doctor's office, wherever they need to be dropped off and then picked back up at that location and then brought back to their home. And that's a key aspect that that people don't even know that's in our plan or in the plan. And the other thing too is it's being used in Snellville right now and has been very successful. Very. very successful. And then on the paratransit you also have it where people can be picked up. A lot of folks aren't thinking about, hey, what about the folks that can't get around? There's that aspect and there's just so many things that are in this plan that if they would go to the they can go to the county's website and look up um, Connect Gwinnett Transit plan, and they can see what all is in that plan, and it's not just rail. You
2: know, Rick, I think when um, people talk about MARTA, most people just think rail, and and they don't, because that's where a lot of people in our community go to connect to the rail, to go to the airport, or go into some of the major events, Um, but, Uh, this is such a a much broader perspective than that and it's so comprehensive and it really focuses on what is the best transit solution for the various density population areas. So, you know, micro transit, for example, is used where it's not as dense and it takes a little longer to uh, connect in but you know the more dense areas like over by the infinite energy center down at uh, the gwinnett place mall uh, down in norcross those are where you're seeing some of these bus rapid transit lines being placed so uh, in the express buses there's 13. right now we only have three park and rides and those are three places where you can go park your car and connect to some type of transportation or transit and go somewhere else right we will now have um, 11 Park and Rides, I believe. Um, And, yeah, 11 Park and Rides. So there'll be 11, you know, eight more places in the county where you can go stop, put your car somewhere, and be connected in. So it's just, it's so much more than just a rail line
0: well you know why do we why do we have to wait to see 30 years for it to benefit
2: you don't there is going to be some immediate uh return like we can begin to expand the express bus system we can begin to expand some of these direct connect programs the microtransit has been very successful it's very easy to do the paratransit is easy to begin to scale so it doesn't it's not that we're gonna have to wait 30 years it's this is a 30-year execution plan so um there will be some things but but it's important to realize that something like heavy rail and a lot of people are saying well I don't like it that we only have five miles of rail well it's 250 million dollars to build one mile of rail so we're just getting it just over the county line creating a multimodal hub that'll spoke out to all different types of transit options so that we have the ability to connect with rail but we don't have to pay the price of having a line run all the way up to the north end of the county. And
0: if the time comes when that d- happens, that's that's sure. workable. Well, right.
1: here's the other thing, too, Rick. I mean, when, when something passes like this, I've served the last two times on the Citizens Sploss Committee, and I got to see how a lot of this stuff works when we uh, pass a Sploss for our transportation for the roads and the bridges and so forth. So when that passes, the m- money's not instantly there either. Exactly. So, I mean, it is a sales tax, so you do have to collect. It's cumulative. Exactly. So that and then, you know, there is the opportunity that um, federal funding will be matched and so forth. But it's just that's the funny thing that I even heard when the, on the splice. They're so like, well, these things were passed. Why are they not doing them right away? Because we've got to collect the funds.
0: It takes time to build the, it, just like your bank account. You know, you, you're saving for something and getting there as well, you go
1: yeah another thing too rick is the fact that i mean it's got to be engineered you've got to get right of way there's a lot of things you just can't just go out yeah it, it, it's a process and because you know there will be federal funds involved and there will be state funds is my understanding involved there's things that you have to do that it just takes time
0: well, I know a lot of people aren't aware that, you know, there were trips out to Salt Lake. There were trips. There's been a lot of people, a lot of places visited and looked at to compare, to decide what works, what doesn't work, what works for an area of our size, our type, our, you know, how it's put together. You know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of research went into this prior to this floss ever coming up.
2: There has, I mean, the, the the county has, uh, the leadership team that has been involved in this has gone and looked at some of the most uh, sophisticated systems in the world. Uh, and they have uh, looked at best practices and really analyzed what a population our size needs, what do we need to do to connect in, what do we need to put in place um, here versus regionally, you know, and, and also what I love is that they've spent a good deal of time looking at what types of programs are, uh, um, would put us as a good match for federal dollars so that we can make our money go further. There are actually some federal grants out there that we can get two to one on our spouse dollars so um this allows us you know we pride ourselves in gwinnett county as being one of the few communities in the country that have a triple triple a rating that speaks for itself in the positive management of our county and uh, i see no reason why this is going to be managed any different and in utilizing and minimizing debt utilizing leverage to go get other resources and funds and um really make this have the least amount of financial impact on our community
1: go back to the uh the visits rick out this through the strategic leadership visit that the chamber does every year and where you go to a different community and not only look at transportation look at education look at arts look at uh, redevelopment. Look at all these aspects when when we go on these trips and I went on the one to Salt Lake and I went on the one to Toronto. Those are the two that had the bus rapid transit. Right. And we rode on the bus rapid transit and it was nice. We were very impressed. And the city we went to in Toronto is called Markham and it's almost identical in the size is Gwinnett. is almost the exact location northeast of downtown Toronto where we're northeast of downtown Atlanta and they are already using that bus rapid transit successfully. And here's the interesting thing is they already, when they started implementing the bus rapid transit before it even got finished, they had development going on where those stops were going to be before those stops were even being uh, used by the bus rapid transit. Because they knew where they were going Exactly.
0: They they knew what to expect. That
2: is a huge attraction for business development.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's one of the things – well, why aren't, if if you know there's why aren't they in other places that have MARTA? Why haven't they developed there? Well, to a certain extent they have, but there's a lot of issues revolving around it. It's not just the fact that they had transit. One of the biggest arguments that you hear is, well, it's just going to bring all the crime that's in Atlanta to Gwinnett. How how do you answer that?
2: Well, I've been extremely impressed as I have uh learned about this issue. Um that the extent of MARTA's security system they have um, SWAT teams emergency response squads Full they, time. Have, yes, <laughs> they have yes they have canine units they have bomb squads they are MARTA is actually ranked as the number two safest transit system in the country only behind Texas and um, they are the uh, I think the eighth, eighth largest, largest system in the country and um, they have a full coordinated force but in addition to that in the contract that has been negotiated there was specific language written to write about the intended intended um, collaboration with gwinnett county's law enforcement and what is expected there remember i talked about uh, standards service standards and part of that that's written into the contract has to do with security and um, so you know we can put the infrastructure in place to um, enhance not only our current forces but ha- enhance MARTA's forces as well in our community
1: we, we met a guy last night that um, he is uh, part of MARTA security he's at one of the higher levels in their security and he lives in Hamilton Mill and uh, he explained all the cameras that are on the trains on the buses and the stations currently and when he got finished explaining to the group that was there in Hamilton Mill last night, everybody was like, well, we didn't realize that. We didn't realize how secure MARTA is. It's quite currently an is. intensive setup. And here was an interesting thing that he told me, and I hope I can re- recite it correctly, but he was stating that the MARTA police force has m- the most is the most dense police force, in essence. They have more officers covering the small yeah, smaller area uh the second one in the in in the state only behind the city of atlanta so i thought that was pretty interesting that the fact that they have more officers than um than the space that they're covering compared to gwinnett county and other which gwinnett is great but uh the law enforcement but that they are more dense with their officers
0: well, a lot of people don't realize it is a post-certified police department. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't really realize that.
2: They actually have some national rankings as well, recognized by Homeland Security and um, some other certifications that just really show that they are one of the most respected and, and uh, awarded police forces in the country. So we pair that with our already exceptional police department forces here, you know, in cities, in the county, in the sheriff's department. I mean, I think it speaks volumes that the Sh- Gwinnett County Sheriff and the Gwinnett County DA's office have both come out endorsing yes for this MARTA vote.
0: Yeah, that was a that was biggie. I mean, that came out, uh, what, a couple of days ago? Yes. That, 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 hit. that was great.
1: And another thing, Rick, is studies have shown that transit doesn't, you know, doesn't do anything in, in as far as increasing crime. There's studies out there that people have done as opposed to, well, I just heard.
0: That's a perception issue, right. and that's something that, you know, MARTA's worked very hard over the last few years to try to correct that perception. Um, I know there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, not that many people use transit. We don't need it. Why do we need, why do we need to pay for it? You know, what do you say?
2: A lot of people say, well, you know, I look at the Gwinnett County buses now. It doesn't look like anybody's riding them. Well, um, because we have a minimal system now and they're not going to the right places so that's one thing that this transit plan and and analysis showed was the bus lines don't specifically line up the way we need them to line up to get the people going where they need to go so that's part of this plan is to correct that um, but and also it it allows for more east-west connection as well as north-south connection Um, but um, you we need this for so many reasons uh workforce development uh, many people don't realize that two over two hundred thousand Guineans leave gwinnett every day to go to jobs elsewhere and a hundred and ninety thousand plus come, into, come the into the county so if you take those two numbers together we almost have half a million people coming Moving. in and out of our community every day how great would it be if we could continue to grow the companies coming in and generating new workforce. But the millennials are demanding transit. They are absolutely, I have two 20 year olds who have said, no way, I'm in town. I want to, my son lives within walking distance of a Martha station and within walking distance of work. And he has bought one tank of gas in the last two and a half months
0: must be nice yes so
2: (laughs) we can't comprehend that out here but we could with this vision begin to develop that type of quality of life and community Um, but the new companies moving in are demanding transit. transit it they are now requiring that's a, you know as, as you look at the check box of what corporations look for in a community where they're going to relocate a major corporate headquarters transit is now a box they must check absolutely and so we can't check that box and the the competition is big so we're going to continue to lo- lose industry we've already lost five or six major employers in the last two years
1: one that was been was b- You know, started right here in Gwinnett County and left, and they didn't go, no, East Rock. Oh,
2: that's right.
1: West Rock. West Rock, I'm sorry. Um, That they left and they didn't go in town. They went over, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, Smyrna area right near uh, a transit station because they wanted that. And, you know, to lose someone who started their business here and was a Fortune 500 company
0: and very much an advocate
1: and a a great uh, company to have in our community. When you look at those things, and NCR, like Paige mentioned, um, you know, State Farm, look at the folks that have moved their headquarters here to the Atlanta area. They are located right near transit. And for me personally, you know, will I use it? Yeah, I'll use it. Well, I use it every day? No. But me and my son, anytime we go downtown, we go and get on the train instead of having to worry about parking downtown when we go to a sporting event. Um, but to know that companies will look at this and check that off their box that right there is a positive for our community to continue to draw jobs because our education, our schools are drawing uh, folks that wanna come look at our community. Our parks, all the things that we have here are drawing those companies. But if we don't have that one aspect that we can check off, then they're gonna go on to someone
0: else. That is a negative in addition to you know the positives, so it does work. Well, some people have a lot of concerns about negative impact on property taxes. We've already talked about safety. So can you give us a a real brief thing on the property taxes, how that may help or or hinder, or what's your opinion?
2: Actually, um, research does show that property values go up when transit comes into play. And I'll I'll just give you a couple of examples. Brookhaven, Shambly, Dunwoody, um, you know, the Buckhead area is, uh, all of those have access to to transit, and you're not seeing those property values drop. Um, we're also seeing that it helps to raise the property values on the commercial side as well, which we need as a community because that helps offset the need for property tax raising. So if we we have to constantly look as a community at the balance between commercial and residential. Otherwise, if you don't have that commercial to balance the residential, it continues to drive our, our millage rates up. So um, it, there's very positive balance there that this creates but the uh, the rents um, go up which drives a higher quality of employer to the community so um, but also it's good for small business I think a lot of times we think about it from a, a big business standpoint but I can speak from a small business standpoint I can only take I only have so much bandwidth and, and I can only travel to so many places throughout the day. How awesome would it be? I, the other day I drove over 100 miles in my car and I went back and I looked and I was trying to get from appointment to appointment and I went back and looked and had we had this 30-year plan in place I could have done the entire day on transit in those hour-long times that I was in the car I could have actually used that to respond to clients to do so do something that was billable hours so it allows me as a small business owner to be able to have greater bandwidth it allows me greater access to my clients a lot of this impacts a lot of my clients and their ability to grow so um big business feeds small business and small business feeds big business and it also allows um, entrepreneurs to be able to um, minimize overhead costs with transportation as well there are two biggest costs that people have in in their life and that is um, their mortgage and their transportation
0: well I can tell you as a small business person myself that you know getting getting employees and finding people that want to work Right now, it's difficult with the economy the way it is. People that have a, the people that want a job have got a job. Right. The people that don't want a job, they're not really interested. But there are that one that little bit in the middle, that still would like to get a job, but they can't. They're on a bus. I have people I have to turn down because we've got to have vehicles because you've got to get to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. One of the thing is in Gwinnett County. If they want to work out here, they've got to have a car. They've got to have transportation they can't get to our sites they can't do our security work
2: right
0: because they have to have a car there's a lot of good people that don't have cars
2: right well and what's interesting too is i've had a lot of small employers say you know what i look at somebody who's a great applicant fabulous applicant best one on but i look and i'm like they live in kennesaw yeah or absolutely. they live uh, on the west end well they're can't not get here. I, they can't get here and i'm not going to do that cuz they're only going to be here for a short amount of time and then they're going to go find a job closer to home
1: you know, Rick, back to the um the, the value of things. As I mentioned I'm a real estate broker. We do residential and commercial both. When I go to the commercial, um, breakfasts, luncheons, they're always talking about relocating or development that's around transit. Everyone that I've gone to, anytime they're talking about development, not that they don't do it away from transit, but that is the biggest um value for them as far as return on their investment for these developments that they're doing it's a value add no way around
2: it there's a population i want to make sure we touch on and that is the paratransit piece which is those who in our community who have mobility issues um and so i want to everybody to really understand this growth takes right now we can only serve about 20 percent of our population this new plan will allow us to extend that very quickly to serve 65 of our population it's a big jump it's a big jump and so that's a whole another level of workforce a lot of those people just can't work and be productive independent citizens in our community because they don't have the mobility so this actually opens up another workforce opportunity for those in our community who are disabled so also i i don't know about y'all but you know i'm not looking forward to the day that i gotta sit down and tell my mama she can't drive anymore you know yeah. and um this new paratran or paratransit and the tr- and the micro transit uh, plan uh, allows as the aging of our community takes place. It allows mobility options that they wouldn't have otherwise. So, this is so much more than just us and us just getting in our cars. This is about future generations, and and what is coming down the pike. And we have got to be visionary about
1: this. It's it's about planning too. We had a gentleman stand up in our rotary meeting the other day, and and it was really great. The things he talked about as far as If we're truly going to be leaders and we're going to look ahead and plan ahead, this may not be something that, uh, you know, maybe some of the older generation says, hey, we'll never use it. I don't know we'll ever get to use it because of time frame. But if we are true leaders and we want to plan, then we have to think about not just what's in it for us, but our kids, our grandkids. And if we really like, you know, being in Gwinnett and me being a lifelong Gwinnettian, I mean, Gwinnett is me, that's me. I care about this community. I don't care what anybody says. This is my home, and I want this community to continue to thrive and do well, and this is a way to help do that.
0: Well, I can't say that I disagree with all of this. We've had some fantastic information, but I know we've only just touched the tip of the just iceberg.
2: scratched it.
0: And, you know, th- there's a lot more information that people can gather. They just need to reach out. And I know that reaching out to Go Gwinnett, yes, it's an advocate, but – you'll get information and facts and you can make your decision based on what so how will people get a hold of you you've got websites you've got phone numbers i know you're on facebook at uh, at go Gwinnett, right. and I, so give, give us emails websites phone numbers you can
2: go to you? info at dot org. you can go to our website is which is go Um and uh, really if you will use our contact form in there someone will get back with you i really encourage everyone to go to the gwinnett county's website though and the the search the uh, connect Gwinnett 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 transit Transit. plan there is just more information than you could ever want on there and that is really a great place to go we're offering lots of educational uh, sessions out in the community Um, we are as well as the county Um, if you have an organization that wants to have some of us come out and educate you we would be glad to do that reach out to us at info at org.
0: sounds fantastic and i know that you're going to get some calls please um, I know that uh, I'll put this back out. Anybody that uh, missed any of this or would like to hear any more of it, of course, we're always in the archives here at the Business Radio X. And just go to businessradiox.com and you'll locate us real quick. But I want to you know, just thank everybody for joining us on Case in Point, which is presented again by Paradigm Security Services. And remember that you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning or you can listen to our show anytime you want and as well as this show especially, to by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my two guests, Greg Cantrell and Paige Havens with Go Gwinnett Advoc- Advocacy Committee. That Say that twice. <laughs> And uh, remember that uh, again, I'm Rick Stron. Thank you to my guests, as I said, for producers Mike and Trey, and I'm Rick Strong And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.